This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Dr. Tim Murphy to Author's Corner. He has written the book, The Christ Cure, which is published by Humanix Books, and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Tim. He is a licensed psychologist specializing in resilience and recovery from psychological trauma. He is currently the clinical director of Fortis Future, a center focusing on the care of veterans, military, and first responders with PTSD, and serves on the boards of national organizations advocating for improved treatment of mental illness. So, um, Dr. Tim, thank you so much for being with us on Author's Corner today. Uh, Thank you. It's a real honor to be with you today. So, the title of your book is The Christ Cure, 10 Biblical Ways to Heal from Trauma, Tragedy, and PTSD. And so, let's just do a little fundamental um, information first. Uh, You talk about different types of trauma. Um, There, I believe you mentioned there are three different types, uh, so why don't you share that with us? Sure. Yeah, the three different types are the trauma that come randomly, unexpectedly. It could be a flood. uh, It could be a fire. It could be a a shooting. uh, Something that we just didn't expect. And when that happens, there's usually a lot of people that surround us with help. Uh, they're there to help us pick up the pieces afterwards, like after a fatal auto accident or something. The second one comes when people have a risky lifestyle. It could be the soldier. It could be the police officer. Someone who, by the nature of what they do, they're exposed to trauma every day. They get training at it. They expect it's going to happen. And there's usually people there to help pick up the pieces afterwards, but... The trauma for such folks goes on and on and on. The third type, however, is what we self-inflict. That could be the person who commits a crime, uh, the person who creates trouble in their marriage, the person with an addiction problem, alcohol, drugs, gambling. And for those folks, it's harder to get help. Mm. Many times people turn away from us when we are the ones that self-inflict our own trauma. Uh, People may be unforgiving, may be hateful. Mm -hmm. But what we have to remember in all of those cases, most people at some time in their life, about 70%, will face some trauma, oftentimes life-threatening. And there are several things we have to do to put the pieces back together. Otherwise, we will play, do that that videotape replay of our trauma literally tens of thousands of times reminding us over and over again of the struggles, the failures, the worries. And that works to really, it it really changes the architecture of our brain and our soul. And it can fill us up with guilt and doubts and and get at the very crux of our faith to destroy that. And, And I know that unless we really try and reconnect through faith and not just psychology, not just talking, we're going to really struggle with our healing. And you bring that right out, and I appreciate that. Um, you write, you're writing a book from the direction of how uh, Christ, knowing Jesus Christ, can help us get through the trauma. So what inspired you to write a book that was more Christ-focused than just psychology? Well, I know that uh, among my colleagues in the field of psychology, most are agnostic, unbelievers, atheists, Mm -hmm. and most will never bring up the topic of religion. 
I consider it essential. You always have to ask people, well, so I said, where do you work? We talk about your family. You want to know the most, most important things to them. And actually, most people do want to talk about faith. But many times, counselors are afraid to, and quite frankly, are sometimes ignorant of it. Mm. Now, I know through my own struggles, personally, uh, family issues, being raised in an abusive family, and my work in the Navy, I know that it is important to talk about faith, and I don't run from that. I, I ask people that. But as I was looking at things, I really turned um, a number of years ago back to the Bible. And like I say, we should always go back to the Bible at least once a week, right? But really go back to the core of the Word. And I really got involved in reading the Apostle Paul in a whole new way hmm. and noted that if anybody should have had PTSD with nightmares and avoidance and broken relationships and anxiety and, and, and all the things that go with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. He should have had it. I mean, let's face it. Mm-hmm. One day he's riding to Damascus to arrest a bunch of people that he used to put to death. Next moment he's on the ground saying, oh, Lord, what are you doing to me? Mm-hmm. He had to give up his former way of looking at the world and start a whole new view. He was beaten with rods. He was whipped. He was shipwrecked. He floated around the Mediterranean in a day and a half holding onto driftwood. He was run out of town time and time again. Uh, this man should have been devastated, but he wasn't. And so I, I was searching for a book about the question of why didn't Paul have overwhelming mental health mm-hmm. problems, and no book had been written. So I started writing it. I said, okay, God, you put this on my lap. Here I go. Uh, and quite frankly, I, when I approach this, I'm no biblical scholar, but sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith. And so, Roberta, what I did is I said, all right, guide me. I'm just a vessel here. And this book came out of there uh, mm. from that work. Amen. Well, it was exciting to uh, read that you believe that people can be healed from these very uh, traumatic events in their life. And so what would you say is step one for a person who, well, we'll just say that comes to you and has a very um, traumatic experience in their life um, beyond getting to know them? uh, What's step one in the biblical process of being healed? Well, there's a number of things I want to make sure they're doing to take care of themselves anyway. You have to eat healthy, sleep, uh, take care of themselves physically, all those things that God designed our bodies to, to do. But from the biblical standpoint, too, I want to know where they are with building their resilience. And from the very onset, the Lord wants us to choose strength instead of weakness. When you look at time and time again, the traumas that Elijah and Moses and Noah and Peter and Paul faced, you really have to build, choose in yourself to have mental strength, physical strength, emotional strength, and spiritual strength, and not choose weakness. And I have found that many people who have faced trauma have given up on those things. And I always ask people to kind of assess yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being very strong, a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And as you know, those come from Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, Mm. strength, right? Okay. And so I want people to know that. I want them to choose to be disciplined, to be humble and to have goals in their life. That's all part of resilience and to really build those up. The other part, the next part comes with resistance. And that's what we do in the battle. Paul wrote prolifically on, on endurance and persistence. Um, you know, he always talked about, you know, stay with it, don't give up. 
Uh, you know, he he watched in Corinth how people prepared for the tournament. He said, wear the armor of God. And so these are tools we need to have just for our day-to-day fights about things. Um, now, I, now, this is very important what I'm about to say because there's always the initial event with trauma. And, and the fact is, we can't do anything about that anymore. Jesus is very clear. Hey, stop worrying about yesterday. You cannot do it. You mm. cannot, uh, the way I refer to it, you cannot unset the sun. It is over. All you can deal with is right now. And even though the trauma may have happened yesterday or years ago or 20 years ago, what we do is we, we keep replaying the trauma in our head. And this is where we have to fight back with courage. Mm-hmm. And I look upon this, you know, Gideon approached life with real cowardice, like, Lord, don't make me fight those people, please. Uh, or Gideon's little magic tricks. Can you wet this fleece and leave the ground drier? <laughs> okay, you did that. Well, Lord, how about tomorrow I'm going to give you a different magic trick? How about wet the ground but, wet, but leave the fleece dry? And Lord's thinking, hey, you want to play these games? I'll play these games, but you're still going to go fight the battle. I'm going to teach you about courage. Um, and, and I love the way the Bible gives us these stories. Like, you know, let's face it, we're sometimes... We're weak. We're clowns. And God's got to smile sometimes. I've been there, right. done that, but I'll show you. And and I want people to recognize the richness of the Bible shouldn't be some foreign thing. Oh, this is something people did thousands of years ago. The stories are relevant as if they're happening this morning. Um, but that next phase, and this is really cool, recovery. This is where we have to embrace. We have to embrace hope instead of despair. And a lot of times when we feel trauma, we give up on hope. Uh, but, but the great thing that Christians have, that Jesus gave us, is that hope is the belief that there is something over the horizon. When I ask some of my clients who may be agnostic or aren't believers yet, where do they go for hope? And they kind of scratch their heads and says, I don't really have anywhere to go mm. for hope. I don't know what to do. Um, it, it, the, the Greeks, uh, there's you know the great story of uh, Pandora's box, right? And the box was open and all those evils flew out closed the box in time, and the one thing that stayed in there was hope. But it's really important to understand that was the Greek version of hope in humanity. And that doesn't get us anywhere, because humanity will disappoint, right? Hope in God mm-hmm. inspires us. And helping someone recover, say, if you have hope, if you choose to heal instead of hurt. I love it when Jesus goes to the, the lame man at the wall, healing waters of Bethesda. He says, hey, you want to get up? You want to walk? And what does the guy do? Oh, Jesus, you have no idea how tough my life is. I've been coming here for years. No one's going to help me, blah, 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 wine, wine, wine. And what does Jesus do? He says, pick up your mat and go. And, and Jesus repeatedly asks people, do you want to get healed? Do you uh-huh. want to stop your blindness? Do you want to get rid of your leprosy? He could have, to you know, at the same time he was feeding the thousands, he could have said, hey, as long as you're all here, you're all boom, you're all healed. But he didn't do that because he knew that people had to reach out in hope and want to be healed and have their faith. And I, I, I recognize with my clients, too, that, look, I have had low times in my life. I have failed as bad as anybody else. But it was looking for the Christ cure, which is hope and healing, choosing those things that were critically important. And that's where we can find tremendous relief. And I am talking with uh, Tim Murphy. He has written the book, The Christ Cure, and has the subtitle of 10 Biblical Ways to Heal from Trauma, Tragedy, and PTSD, and it's published by Humanix Books. Tim, did you talk about step four, how to accept the renewal? This is what Christians have that other people don't have. Recovery can get us to the point of understanding. We have to keep up our battle going. 
every day. Whether it is struggles in our relationships, alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, whatever our addictions might be, but it, it is also the torments we have of the guilt saying to us all the time, you can't get better, mm. you can't forgive. What renewal is is different. And whereas the other ones were build your, build your resilience, um, arm yourself with resistance, embrace your recovery, renewal is different. It's that surrender that comes with accepting the following thing. It's accepting the faith that God exists, that God loves me and God has a plan for me. That is so important. The second thing to accept is trust. Trust God has a plan that he's working on, and even in those moments of doubt, trust that God has a reason for all this. Stop trying to fight it. Stop trying to figure out. Stop trying to take our small mind and say, can I know why? Fill me in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, for example, the story of when Job questions uh, God and says, hey, I, I want to ask you, God, can you? And then God doesn't even let him finish. God <laughs> says, okay, I'll, I'll answer that. But before, I want you to you know, gird up your loins. I'm going to throw something at you. Where were you when I created heaven? Mm-hmm. Where were you when I separated light from darkness? Where when I when I created the oceans? And you can imagine Job saying, oh, my gosh, why did I ask this question? <laughs> Look, I feel like an idiot. But what in that is the Lord is doing, it says, I want you to trust me. So that faith, accepting faith, mm-hmm. accepting trust, and here's the other powerful thing, accepting God's grace. Mm. He loves us. It's there forever. You don't have to earn it. you got to work at it. Don't, you know, don't be sloppy. But it's there, uh, not from some Boy Scout checklist wearing the merit badges. And this is so amazing for us to, to, to recognize. And then really also accept that we have a mission in life. Don't sit back. Don't be lazy. Mm-hmm. And what I have found of doing this for decades is all the wisdom and education I've had on the importance of the talk therapy and all I know about how medication can help some people, medication can change how you feel, won't change how you think, doesn't change your soul, is that the real healing comes from this coming to terms face-to-face and understanding God loves us mm-hmm. through His Son Jesus sent to us, and we don't have to carry these burdens of grudges and anger and hatred towards God or ourselves anymore, and we've got to heal ourselves, no matter what age. I don't. I talked with a gentleman this morning who's hurt, happened to him 50 years ago and every day he wakes up and hurts again Mm. but he said to me today he says i think it's time i let it go how do i let it go and i said the answer comes to where you give it give it to god hand it over he's got it he's been waiting for this football for a long time and he'll take it from you and that's where it is for us i get excited about this not in a pollyannish naive way but i know what it's like to hurt i know what it's like to wake up in the morning and curse the sunrise and think, oh, man, I'm still here. I know what it's like to watch my father beat up my mother mm. to try and stop those things, to you know, have my own problems. But I know that uh, the Lord can help us, uh, and mm-hmm. I want other people to heal from that, and that's why I wrote this book. Amen. Well, I've been talking today with Tim Murphy. He wrote the book, The Christ Cure. Tim, how can people find out more about this book? Uh, a couple ways. I have a website, which is drtimmurphy.com. That's D-R-T-I-M-M-U-R-P-H-Y. Um, you can go there, information on the book, my podcast, or there, a blog. Um, you can also go to wherever books are sold. Uh, through my website, people can also comment. I love to hear what people think about the book and how, when they come to terms with Christ's cure, it's helped them in their life, too. Amen. 
Well, to our listeners, I want to let you know that we will be continuing to talk with uh, Dr. Tim Murphy about his book, Christ Cure. You'll hear part two of this interview uh, next week at this same time. And if you've missed any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, we encourage you to find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. Be sure you join me again next time for part two of our conversation with Dr. Tim Murphy. 